0: Hey, world, this is Jamie, host of the Jamie and Show, broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie and Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. here welcome to the beyond the gay podcast on fishbowl radio my name is jamie and welcome it's tuesday october 24th 2023 we're really welcome everyone it's been a one hectic day uh as you can see tomorrow is my mom's birthday so uh, shout out to my mom out there um, so anyways um i had a guest come on today um I, I myself had to push it back to, uh, to two weeks from now So hopefully in two weeks Alex Dimitschek He's the former Missouri quarterback He has a book out called The Cell And um, I'm yet to read it By I, re- I listened to one of his videos this morning About turning your job Into your dream And so um, he'll, be, he'll be on next uh, Not next week But two weeks from now and uh we'll just dive into some questions and hopefully uh we can have y'all get to know him a little bit. Like I didn't know I didn't I didn't know him till I, I I uh saw his, one of his videos and then I saw that he was a backup quarterback from Missouri back in twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, odds uh, years ago. So um yeah. So will he'll be on the show in two weeks and um and we'll go from there. But nonetheless, guys Today is Rangers Day. Let's give a clap to the Rangers, please. They are World Series. They went going to the World Series. They may be playing the Dynamax or the Phillies. I prefer the Phillies because the Phillies uh, have the chip on their shoulder of losing the World Series last year to the Astros and um, and all that stuff. So, but they play Game Seven tonight. D-backs and Phillies. They play Game Seven tonight. So we'll see what happens. One of the digs I, I I got from the Rangers is that I didn't expect this this to happen so quickly. I didn't expect this, this rebuild to happen so quickly and so efficiently. You know, we talk about organizations not being aggressive, being very passive. Chris Young was like, "No, we're going to go after this player. We're going to go after Adoli. uh We're going after Chapman. We're going to go after Jordan Montgomery. We're going after uh, this guy." It's a it is aggression, and, and and you know it is and he put his money on the line. Now, but we have to understand that there's no rebuild when it comes down to the Rangers. That that is totally over now. Now we're here. Now we can you know, honestly say we're in this running for for the long term. So. You put money down for Corey Seager. you put money down for Marcus Simeon, and you're blessed with results. Heck, he even got Odolis oh, Garcia pumped up and he, he knocked off he knocked out two home runs in the last two games. Actually three home runs in three three games. And so with that being said, this team is motivated, this team is legit, and I I believe this team will get it done no matter who they face I didn't know get it done but it comes with the territory because I think that both Phillies and the D-backs the D-backs are a very scrappy team they don't have a lot of big names but they're very scrappy in, in every sense the Phillies, Bryce Hopper, Trey Turner those guys are coming and, I, and my only key in this series if we do face the Phillies is that you got to watch out for their pitching? I believe they're starting pitching and their bullpen strong. Compliment that was a good defense behind behind the pitching. You know Bryce Harper took a soccer, took a chance at f- playing first base. You got Trey Turner, who's the best sh- shortstop in, in baseball, and then you got a bunch of other guys. But those other guys are good enough. Are good enough to give. To give the Rangers a run for that money. But I do think the Rangers... I do think... that the Rangers are built off motivation. Now, let me go, go back to the series real quick before I explain that. So, the Astros, right? I believe the Astros are, are, are what numbers ahead of, of the Rangers. Just because of them being... In, in this postseason a lot of times more than not, and many of those fans many of Astros fans shouldn't be ashamed of themselves it, it just wasn't their year you talk about the home the struggles at home and then having to go on the road and, and not getting three three <laughs> beating Texas three times so to me the actors have nothing to worry about. You have a great manager, Dusty Baker. You have great hitting in Tuve, Jose Alvarez, uh, Pedro Alvarez, I think. Oh, Jose Abreu, uh, Abreu uh, Pedro Alvarez, Kyle Tucker. You got you got a bunch of great guys on your roster. It just built. It just wasn't their year. And they're light years ahead of us. We got to build what Houston is building before we declare ourselves the best in 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 Texas. We got to build. We got Houston is the best base. Houston is the best best baseball team in Texas. I can't say that for the Rangers. Not yet, at least. You have to give me at least three or four of consistently making the postseason. And maybe you add a a, a a World Series or two, maybe two World Series, then you declare yourselves the best in, in, in this area, in the Metroplex. But it, it's not it's not even close. And most Rangers fans won't agree with me, but I think that Houston is going to be good. They're going to be fine for the long run. It's just they ran into a team that was hot. And that was highly motivated by... By by their manager And by the front office Now I don't know if the front office Had a time limit Of when this rebuild is going to end I I don't think Chris Young set that Time limit to end Because normally when you're in A rebuilding stage You're going to set a time That's going to end The Rangers said Nah it ends now I'm going to make a bunch of moves. I want to make a sacrifices. I'm going to open the pocketbook for Marcus Simeon and Corey Seeger to dominate. Okay? And have the weakest bullpen in the league. And still rely on my headers. Rely on the Dolies. Rely on Seager. Rely on Simeon. Not even Simeon, uh, Josh Young. Jordan Montgomery those guys like we're, we're we're almost there and I agree with Eric, Eric, it was Eric when he said this last night is Chris Young does not win some type of executive year award this year I would go further down the line and say someone needs to be drug tested somebody needs to be drug tested it was in baseball to say, what in the world, Aubrey, who, who, who is voting this nonsense? I, you know, remember, we got younger voters in this game, guys. Younger than, like, my age. That are voting on this crap, on, on, on awards that, that make sense. Like, if you have the best hitting bait well, not even the best hitting the ba- you won 90 games in the regular season, you lost 100 last year. You, you were an afterthought last year. We were talking about the Cowboys and the and, and the Mavericks. And the Stars. Now, we're talking about the Rangers. As being that best team in, in the DFW area. We can't say that for the Mavericks. We definitely can't say that for the Cowboys. Because the Cowboys haven't done anything. The Mavericks are going to continue to tank under Jason Kidd. And when the Mavericks made those offseason moves, yes, yes, they're copying the playbook off of Chris Young, but at the same time, your coach, you got to go after a coach who can relate to these players. Jason Kidd cannot. Even though he played in the NBA, he cannot. He doesn't know Luka's game. Heck, he doesn't even know he doesn't even know who he's, who, what type of roster he has. That's how the Mavericks are failing right now. The Rangers know who they have on their ball club, the stars as well. I can even say the Dallas Wings, and the Dallas Wings are not getting love from this area because they came in one possession. One possession away of going to the WNBA Finals And upsetting Upsetting The best team in WNBA history Yes That's the Aces But nonetheless Let's not forget the WNBA The Dallas Wings We came a possession Two possessions actually Two possessions away of getting to the finals. We would have beat the, the, the Liberty. We would have beaten the, the, the Liberty. You don't need, like I said, I'm going to talk about the WNBA stuff in a second. But, anyways, don't forget about the WNBA. Don't forget about the Dallas Wings, guys. But now, let's hear from Marcus Simeon. Please.
1: Team lost 94 games last season. Now you're headed to the World Series. What has it been like to be a part of this turnaround?
2: Everybody, everybody worked so hard for this moment. I think um you know, last year was tough. We did some things okay. We didn't do we didn't do anything really well. This year, our bats stepped up. The depth and the pitching staff been great. Uh, um, and then the bullpen got better and better each year, each, you know, each month as we went on. So now we're a complete team, and we're extremely confident going into the World Series.
1: What has this last month taught you guys about each other and about yourselves as a whole?
2: We played some good baseball on the road. You know, I think um, you look at Tampa, Baltimore, and here, we, we did great on the road. Now it's time to play better at home. We got home field advantage now. Uh, Fans have been waiting for this moment for what, 12 years. Um, I can't wait to be a part of it.
1: Houston. This team to be in the in this division in the American League for that matter. For you guys to clinch this here in their park, what does that mean?
2: We're going to have to be good here. You know, this team is deep. Um, they've been good for a long time. We need to play our best baseball in this building. We did that today and yesterday.
1: What can you say about Adolis Garcia?
2: He's an animal. You know, he's he's got power to all fields. He's a great defender, great arm, great base runner, five-tool player. He works extremely hard. He's our leader. You know, people don't talk about him as a leader. He's a leader, especially for the Latin guys. And, you know, for all of our players to see what he did in the biggest moment with all the fans yelling at him, it's pretty, it's pretty special.
1: Marcus, congratulations.
2: Okay. Marcus, Marcus congratulations. what does
0: he say about it? So, anyways, you heard from Marcus Simeon. Marcus Simeon needs to come through in the World Series. You can't. We, we were lucky enough. We had Josh Young and Corey Seager come through. And Dolores Garcia, I can't forget about him. And so, his bat is needed in this World Series. And I'm talking about Marcus Simeon. I don't know the numbers in my top of my head. But I know that he struggled. But, you know... Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't need a Marcus Simeon in, in, in this series. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. I say you do if, if you're going against the Phillies. I say you don't if you're going against the D-backs. But then again, anything's possible. But let's hear from Bruce Broachy now. Bruce was seconds away from from staying retired. What if what would Chris Young done? What was your next man manager? In, in line to get this job. Because I said, Tony Bezos is a this law. He's a third base coach last year. He didn't have enough time. But Bruce Bochi, three time champ, was the San Francisco Giants. He's been in this stage before. Let's hear from him right now.
3: Bruce Bochi, this time at last.
1: You were sitting on your couch uh, watching some playoff baseball. Now you're the champions of the American League. How does that feel?
4: It's unreal. I mean, I'm fixing myself. It's, it's hard to believe that this is really happening. I mean, three years out. I was sitting on that couch for three years and got the call from CY. Couldn't be more grateful to think I'm here in World Series. It's... There's no words.
1: We've talked all season about the resiliency of this team. What have they shown you, especially over the last month?
4: Well, and I just said it to them. I mean, to go in Tampa against a team won 99 games, go in there, win there, go to Baltimore, they won over 100 games, and then come here and have to win four games here against an unbelievable ball club. I, it just shows you how tough they are. They just keep getting up, keep getting up, and it's as tough as club as I've had.
1: Adolis Garcia. That's all I'm going to say. I just want you to respond.
4: He, I, he just keeps amazing, you know. He he, he, he can carry a ball club. We all know that, but it's the motion he plays with that fires everybody
0: up.
1: Coach, congratulations. Enjoy.
0: So, I I, I disagree with the, the high rim ran back then. So I was wrong I'm sorry I'm sorry that That I, I disagree Was was hiring an older coach That has experience That's won three titles I'm sorry But You know Bruce Burson is the GOAT He's the GOAT of, of, of MLB But let's hear From Adoles Garcia Now Adoles I wasn't too big of him I thought he was overrated But he proved me wrong. This man can really play baseball. Let's hear from him. The first play. Let's play the first clip from Adolis Garcia, please.
1: Adolis Garcia, American League champions. You are the ALCS MVP. Como te sientes?
5: Hey, me siento bien. I'm so proud of this team, this family.
0: I'm glad to be here. I'm be part of this.
1: You always said that this is your family. This is a part of your family. Your family rallied behind you when things went tough. You got booed in this ballpark loudly, but you responded. What was it inside of you that caused you to respond the way that you did?
5: That's what I said, during They was booing me. All my teammates, they say, hey, we got you back, and we're going to win this. And we got this tomorrow again. That's what we did.
3: And you did. Congratulations, Dolly.
2: Thank you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, so <laughs> that's that's what they always do with uh, <laughs> That's what they always do with uh with you players players get involved. <laughs> that's what they always do But anyway, they dropped the champagne you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you sell when, when when you prove Dallas wrong. You get Dallas in, in, out, and beer like that. But adult man, let, let's play another play from boys, please. Grounded a
6: second. Two years removed from losing 100. The Rangers have
3: won the pennant.
6: series for the first time since 2011 their first real chance to make a new World Series memory after the heartbreak of that 2011 season and plenty of heartbreak along this path that they've been able to overcome that they've responded to and they're the champions of the American League toppling the Houston Astros it's a Grady Bunch and uh, that Grady Bunch is one step closer to achieving the ultimate dream in spring training. All right,
0: so anyways. Excuse me. So anyways, um, there you go. That's your champs right there of the A.O. I wrote this team off in August when they lost first place. And then you, you go to Seattle. You lose three out of four in Seattle. Then you go to Tampa. Play three games there. Actually, two games because you won the first two. Then you go to Baltimore. You swept Baltimore. Then you go, then Houston. And now the World Series. So, this has been a a, a ride for the Asians. And to, to figure out Baltimore and Atlanta, Baltimore Orioles and Atlanta Braves won 100 games this this season, they're nowhere to be found. So it doesn't matter you win, what you win in the regular season. And magic is built on motivation. Oh, sorry, momentum. And I believe the Rangers when they went when they went to Tampa, they had motive momentum to win. They had a chance, and they took that chance. They took every opportunity to win those games, and then. Baltimore, and then Houston, and now you're in the World Series. I'm interested to see who you face tonight. But now let's switch gears to college football. Not tonight, Friday night, sorry. Tonight is Game 7, and Friday, whoever faces the Rangers will play Friday night. And here, here. So, I'm interested to see that. Now let's get to some college football talk. I want to talk about North Texas real quick. So, North Texas what played against Tulane, you know, it's been, it's been a while. It's been a long time since they played in New Orleans. Um, this team, again, when are we going to stop it? When are we going to say this team is not good anymore? It's just about it's a season by season, season basis, and it showed on Saturday. It showed that this team missed a lot of opportunities in the first half. Questionable play calling, communication, offense and defense. When someone's going in motion, somebody could have someone could have communicated and said, "Hey, someone's going in motion. Go defend this guy." That's all you had to do. Not capitalizing on turnovers, Tulane literally almost gave you the game. Two turnovers in the first half, and then you couldn't capitalize. That was points. Then you went on. You went for it on fourth down twice, and you missed it. And I believe the whole game you you went one for three. Last shot. I'll take that. Yeah, one for five. I'm sorry, on fourth down, and then. You had a third and 12 play, under three minutes left in the game. This is the game, not the first half, the game. And you gave a 19-yard touchdown. I can't trust this defense. This defense has got to be the worst defense I've ever seen in my entire life. And I've been watching football for a long time. This is from High School On. I can't deal with this defense anymore. I I just can't. What value do you have? You gave up 245 yards rushing total. You gave 100 and, I have it set right here, 121 yards to one running back. Not only that, The the quarterback even has 70 yards. On 15 carries And he scored a touchdown This defense Sucks It sucks Stop saying That we're good I'm pretty sure I'll pull up a press conference From them During the week Perhaps tomorrow And say how good Of a defense They are That's our PR bullshit y'all are y'all somebody like I said before somebody's writing a script on it for you before you hit before you talk to these to these reporters somebody's saying to you hey don't forget to say this today don't forget to add this in so I guarantee you someone's saying that because you won't be saying this crap oh yeah we're a good defense we're trying to improve we're seven games into into the season what are you? you Proofs are have are, have already been made, but then again, you were a twenty-one underdog. You literally almost won the game. Literally, the reason why I'm mad is because we didn't finish it. And I was mad because on fourth and one, I'm throwing the pass before uh, in the fourth quarter, right? Was under a minute left. I'm doing a, a, a pass. Tulane in the second half was not stopping stopping the run. They were not stopping the run. In the in the second half, I believe you you had over 80 yards rushing. I could be right. Well, wait. Yeah, I'm right. Yes. 83 yards total in the entire game. They weren't stopping the run. You just needed a stat. Chandler Rogers ran, ran for 34 yards. You just needed a yard. Chandler Rogers can run. We got three quality running backs in the backfield on four and one, and you throw a pass or even four from two. They weren't stopping the run in the second half. That's the thing. That that's why I'm questioning the play call because who is calling a pass on four and one, a uh, four and two? I'm sorry. I mean, I can understand if if, if their safeties were play, were playing were playing close in, I would call a run. Yes, but they weren't even playing close in. They, they were they weren't even playing close in. Well, I'm sorry, no. If they're playing out, then I'll call a run. If they're playing outside, I'll call a run. If they're playing close in, then I wouldn't run the ball. But you, but nonetheless. You, just, you have three quality running backs That can get the, first, get, get the first down And then Your quarterback was sacked But you come back Was an 18 yard pl- pass play Minus is the sack They play well enough to win Not on defense Offensively We got a great offense I can say that I can say we got a great offense But again you gotta stop making these questionable play callers, Eric Morris. That's why I don't I don't trust your coaching at all. Because coaching sh- shit like this means that we lose another game. That means in, in in every other game moving forward, we're not favored in that game, and that means something. I saw something yesterday. The other opponents' home records. I'm sorry, not the home records, but the home attendance. They're outnumbering us by at least by at least thirty thousand. I say that because we got two crucial games at home. Actually, two and a half, because you just gotta drive forty minutes to SMU. On November the 10th, and that is a ESPN 2 game. I don't know why that is national channel live, but it is. Maybe all for FCMU side. But nonetheless, all these games are gonna be on TV. Except this one's this one's gonna be on ESPN Plus. So with that being said, we don't have a chance of these other games, guys. Our season is done. And if we go three and nine, well, what, 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 what will happen? Eric Morris will still keep his job. You might get rid of some guys. Some guys will transfer, and uh, some guys may, may quit the team. Those are the four things may happen when it, uh, in the next six. Ga- uh, well, no, I'm sorry, the next five, next f- uh, six games. No, not six games. Five games. This is this was an opportunity. This was an opportunity I, 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 I can honestly say, I, I don't see a win. I don't see a win in the next five games. I could be wrong. maybe you, you go out and beat, beat UTSA, or maybe you go out and beat UAB. That's five wins. It still, it still doesn't get you a bowl. wait you got to get six to get to the bowl. You gave them six. you gave them a bowl victory. Not not both victory. You gave them a victory to to so that they don't have to work hard hard enough to get that six one, which in this case they didn't have to work that hard. It's just that we got hot in the second half and we couldn't finish it. We couldn't call a play calling. You had a timeout. Use your timeout to call a different play calling. Use it. You could have ran a a a day. Attaway or or Johnson For that matter Run the freaking ball, ball Or the quarterback Do some read options On fourth and two I mean granted I, I like the play calling not, not, not the play calling I like the call On for call, fourth for down But I don't like Questionable play calling Take the chance Take the chance You had it The game was there The game was right there For y'all and I'm pretty sure as seasons end, you're gonna look at this this game, not the rest of them. You're gonna look at this game and say we had a chance. I'm pretty sure those players in the locker room will say that. will tell themselves that. They won't say it to the media because the media will get on them. But they will say that this game against Tulane was the opportunity for us to get a victory. I have no, no, no. I have no faith that, that this season's over. It's over at three and four is over I, I hate to say it, I hate to say it but it's over it's over this g- team is garbage like on defense garbage I, I, I don't I don't want y'all to we can't we can the problem is we can't get to the quarterback we can't get to the quarterback we have 20 sacks 20 sacks in 6-7 games, 20 sacks. And a bunch of yards that we gave given up on. But nonetheless, we'll talk about the game next week against Memphis, which but that is another 20 point favorite for Memphis. And I believe that is homecoming. I believe that is, but what a way to get embarrassed on homecoming. If that is a homecoming weekend, oh, it is homecoming weekend. Never mind, it is homecoming weekend against Memphis. So if I'm a North, if I'm North Texas, if I'm an alumni, I'll go watch basketball. Even though, even though it is, um, it is the preseason in basketball. There is a game on Sunday, the twenty I'll go. I, I, I'd rather spend money on that versus watching this crap on the field. Yeah, that's just me. I can't speak for for them. I don't know what they're going to do. But if I was if I if I was in their shoes and I wanted to go back to North Texas and watch a game, I'll wait till Sunday to watch basketball. I know what they're going to get, and the vision is bright. But nonetheless, Texas football, the Longhorns against Houston, y'all got exposed, man you all got exposed now you're gonna give Houston a sorry-ass team to, to you give them 24 points and all of this coming. if it wasn't for that that missed first down call I believe Texas would have lost this game Texas would have lost this game the officials bailed them out the officials bailed them out by not giving the, giving Houston the first down on fourth, on uh, third and one He literally had the first down And I hope those officials are getting Reprimanded today Not Well actually yesterday But that, that was a first down On Houston's part You literally gave them the game Texas fans Texas players But now what does that say Against BYU And Kansas State What does that say about that because BYU even though they got smoked by TCU they can easily come back and and put a game plan on against your defense K-State as well but BYU is no joke well I'm worried I'm a little worried about Quentin Earls wasn't his best game but I want to see if he's going to play Because he injured his shoulder in the third quarter. So, we'll see what happens. But nonetheless, we got a lot to dive into. There's a lot of season left. And there's no clear-cut winner. You can say for the Big 12, you can say that Texas is nowhere near ready to face Oklahoma again. I can't do it I can't say they're, they're ready to To be in, that, in the Big 12 Conference Championship game I think somebody else needs to take it I don't know who But somebody else needs to Oh yeah BYU beat Texas Tech I forgot about that I just remembered that BYU beat Texas Tech line, uh, On Saturday So BYU does have confidence And BYU can play in the Big 12 So They'll be ready for Texas all right, guys. That's it for my uh, baseball and college football talk. But the NBA season has started. We are back. Okay. How was the off season? Now, well, the NBA off season to me was good, good enough to the point where they made some changes, and I like those changes. But there's some teams that you need to watch, that you need to learn of, and I'm going to give you those. Teams that you need to learn of that I'm not ready to make a finals prediction yet. I'm not doing that yet. You'll never get that from me. You probably get it from the Lakers fan and Gabe. He's not here anymore. But I, I heck, I, if I saw him right now, I won't give him. I, I I will tell him your Lakers are not built for the finals anymore. I will tell him that. <laughs> Even though they, they, they dress everything in the off season, But they're not, they're not there yet. You still got Denver. You still got Phoenix. You still got the Grizzlies. You still got... Um, I'm not even going to say Dallas. You still got the Warriors. I mean, come on now. You got, you got the whole West to go through. Go through the West and then we'll see what happens. Call me in, in March. And then we'll see. But nonetheless, let's talk about the NBA and the WNBA and what changes they need to make for the offseason and beyond. And if it are the Aces a Dynasty team. Let's talk about that next. It's Fish World Radio's beyond the game. Who you? Brand new
3: whip, just hopped
5: in. I got options. I can pass that bitch like Stockton. Just joshing. I'ma spend this holiday logging. My body got rid of them toxins. Sports in the top ten. I can put the ball in the end zone. Put a bad bitch in the friend zone. This shit sound like an intro. Jets song, Give me that tempo. So cool, he a fool with the shit, told her don't let her friends know In the Ville and I move like a dime, Even pettuccine or Vincenzo's Me and my amigos got that free smoke on the west coast, yeah I'm talking about pre-rolls Dark hair bitch, she look like she go, she do Hometown hero, feeling myself, can't murder my ego She heard of my deep stroke, she said, babe, does it hurt when I deep throw? It does. Certified freak ho, hang around dust and she learning my lingo Back then, wasn't worried about me though, in the gym trying to work on my free throw Goddamn. goddamn. The money at the club like sounds. Yes, ma'am. Got a cherry surprise. I'm drinking water and wearing protection. Got a career and I'm very invested. Some people call it a scary obsession. I like to call it a passion. I can't be sitting relaxing. PG, we getting some traction. I'm at the venue, it's packedin. I'm digging her accent. I got a BB Simon belt on me, and she trying to get it. I'm fastin'. That's my type of distraction. That's my type of she lassin'. Got my own flow, and I'm about to get a patent. Brand new sheets for the bed, they satin. Y'all wasn't tuned in back then My swag day keep jacking I ain't doing no verse, quit asking What's poppin'? Who you a- Brand new whip, just hopped in I got options, I can pass that bitch like Stockton Just joshing I'ma spend this holiday locked in My body got rid of them toxins Sports in the top ten
0: Radio, visual radio, and um, my name is Jamie again. And so, the WNBA season has ended. Uh, I I have many thoughts about it. It wasn't successful as I wanted to see it, but it, 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 it's going to be. And my only thing is, and, and I have a thought on it in a second. But let's talk about the finals guys Now The Aces are your world champions Yes Your world champions Because the world has to know Who the Aces are The Aces beat the Liberty 70-69 My key takeaway was Asia Wilson found her spot in in the second half They couldn't stop her 24 points and 16 rebounds she put, literally put the tape on her back. When you're out Stokes, when you're out Parker, when you're out Gray, Wilson said, give me the ball. Let me get to work. This woman is the GOAT. This woman is the greatest player ever. I love it. I, I love it. And she makes no apologies. She is the real MVP, guys. In my eyes. Brianna Stewart is a regular season MVP. There's a difference between the regular season MVP and the finals MVP. And AJ Wilson is the MVP of the, the entire WNBA. Don't know why they gave it to Brianna Stewart, which is because it's beyond me. Right? They gave it to Brianna Stewart because, okay, AJ Wilson had, had it last year. But Brianna Stewart gets another one. It wasn't by team success. It was by the voters. We got younger voters in the game, guys. And this is why I feel like, I feel like personally, going back to baseball real quick, I feel like Chris Young won't get his due. I feel like they'll give it to somebody that went from 100 losses or maybe to 90 to 100 losses to get yourself in the wild card playoff. It was a, to, to get yourself in a wild card game, and then we'll give it to them versus give it to the to the person to the to the manager and to the VP that got your team to the finals. But nonetheless, WNBA talk. Becky Hammond is the best coach ever. I can't. There's not enough. There's not a lot of WNBA great coaches, but this one, Becky Hammond How do you go from the NBA assistant head coaching job for eight years as the Spurs assistant to the WNBA, which Portland, Milwaukee passed over you? They said you're too girly. We don't want a women's league because we we have fans that are going to disrespect women as your head coach. See, the Bucks and the, and the, and the Portland Trailblazers, at the, that time, were worried about their fan base. They weren't worried about their results. Even though Milwaukee won a championship in 21. Even though Portland hasn't done anything since the 70s. Portland traded Dame Lillard this summer. They said, we're going to start over. We're going to have Scoot Henderson. We're going to have... We're going to give him younger players To work with And not one vet On the team Do you need veteran leadership At some point you do That's why I told somebody That's why I told someone on Sunday I said at some point These bad teams need vet leaderships. They need vet Players on their teams At some point You can't keep them on the street. You can't say, you know what, let's go play in China or Taiwan for a year or two and say, you know what, we're we're ready for the NBA. You need a veteran. Not only to control the locker room, but to play basketball. That's not what they're there for. They're not there to help you. They're, They're not there to give you encouragement to grow. If they weren't there to do that, then you might as well just hang it up and become an assistant coach. These vet these players are there to play basketball at all costs. You mimic their the, the 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 how they how how they live by their by by looking by 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 visualization. You just don't have somebody come up to you and say, "Oh well," like a uh, Carmelo Anthony or uh, or for that for that that's probably a bad example, but. Um, (laughs) Let's see A a quality veteran Maybe uh, uh, Andre Iguodala Who just recently retired And and sit on the bench And tell you these things And work on Kaminga And work on Moses Moody Moody, Versus uh, Adonis Tasman, Work on Jimmy Butler Work on uh, 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 Tyler Hero Work on Duncan Robinson All those guys That veteran leadership well maybe their, their their role is reduced, or maybe their role is like just hey, just stay on the bench and coach our players. Or maybe they just wanna play ball. In this case, LeBron wants to play ball. LeBron says, You're going to I'm gonna teach you the game by by telling you where to place to go while I'm on the court. Every veteran veteran has a different style of leading. LeBron says, I'm gonna show you how to lead. Le- Udonis, no disrespect to him and Andre Iguodala. They're going to sit by your side and tell you how to leave. Maybe players can do it that way. Maybe they don't. In this case, in this case, back to my Becky Hammond stuff. She will never get another NBA job or offered an NBA job. Unless, unless, she gets tired of winning all these championships Then maybe she'll go Elsewhere But I don't think she's going elsewhere anytime soon Then you got Alicia Clark Alicia Clark is a real defensive player Of the game You mean to tell me That Brianna Stewart shot 3 for 17 MVPs don't shoot 3 for 17 In a finals game I'm sorry They, they gotta be great They gotta be great They gotta shoot better than that and y'all have to live and literary fans have to live with that for the rest of the offseason which is 8 months long but I didn't the re, and also another thing is I didn't mention Stewart in my in, when, when I did my part, my, my prognosis of these games I didn't mention Stewart Stewart's name in it because I feel like she was a decoy I feel like she, she. I feel like she's not the real MVP. Real MVP says, "Give me the ball, let me get to work." Stewart said, "Stewart said, give me the ball, let me shoot erratic jump shots. Let me run." She didn't say, "Give me the ball and let me get to work." Asia said that, and that's why she's the real MVP. We don't have real. We don't have real MVPs in the league. She's one of them. Breanna sewer is not. She's not the MVP. You don't tell, you don't have your team give you the ball in the fourth, in in the second half, well, the entire game for that matter, and you shoot questionable jump shots. You're three for 13, girl. Attack the rim. Get to the basket. Change your mindset of the game. She's not the real MVP. I'm sorry. Maybe regular season, yeah. Because in regular season, no one's defending you. They're not defending you in the playoff game. Adrian Wilson was heavily guarded in this playoff game. And find, found a way to get 24 points and 16 rebounds against JJ and Stephanie Dolson. Maya and Stephanie Dolson against JJ. Jaqueline Jones. And Jaqueline Jones is not the worst defender. Uh, 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 She's not the worst defender. It's just that when the Liberty, when, you, when someone wants to get to work, like you got to crowd the paint. Luckily for Dallas, Dallas did it with physicality. You don't have two athletic bigs, whereas Dallas does. Dallas has athletic. They mixed it up with a uh, Akure, I'm pronouncing her name, Kalali Brown, and Terry McAllen. Both of those players are physical. All career is athletic. She can defend anybody. You asked her to defend Aja Wilson. She tried her best, but she's not ready for that moment yet. But Brown and McCown are. They're both quality physical players. In this case, J.J. allowed her to get to her spot. That's why the the, the the Aces are champs. Even though Van Su- I said this last week. I said Van Su- needs 15 attempts. She got 16. Which I'm happy about. And Nescu needs to change her game. In the offseason. Brianna Stewart needs to say, You know what? Give me the freaking ball and let me get to work. Your po- your game is mid-post. Brianna Stewart. You can get there. No one was defending you in... in, 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 in In this playoffs No one was defending you You only get hot When you want to get hot Your game Envisions me of Dirk I'm sorry Reminds me of Dirk And Dirk said When I get hot When I start hitting My 15 foot jump shots I will get hot Give me the ball Now Are they a dynasty? I would say yes Because I don't see any other team that's gonna come on the rise. Maybe the Liberty again. They gotta take this loss and learn from it. Like Kelsey Blum says, super teams are not built uh, overnight. Super teams are not built overnight. It takes years and years and years to know each other. And then, you know, eventually players make their moves. Like if they keep the same team Right I'm pretty sure And add maybe one or two pieces Then I will say I will say personally I will say That they're, they're built for that I will say Things change Next season I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say it next season because there's other teams on the rise that are coming. You got the Atlanta Dream, you got the Connecticut Sun. They're coming. I think the Atlanta Dream are more equipped than the Connecticut Sun. Even though you have Alyssa Thomas, even though you have Duana Bonner, I think if you add a little bit more to that on your roster. That proves dividends then I think that the Sun could be there but I I envision the dream better than the Sun not only their coach their players are a little bit better and their depth is all all around they can beat you in any other way it's just that they couldn't fit they can't finish you're trying to find an ID of your uh, I, I, identity of your team. That's the problem that the Dream had. The Dream are right there, but the Sun—they're close, but uh, but they got to add more players and make sure that everyone's locked in. Everyone's on the same page. That's the problem with the Sun. But, the dream, I have no problem with them. But let's talk about the offseason for the Aces, not for the Aces, but for the whole entire offseason for the WNBA, and how we can make this, how we can make this change in the offseason. So, the the offseason is eight months long, so it ended October the 18th, was the last game. So now, we're going to spend now to till, till April watching college basketball, women's college basketball. And see who are the top players in the WNBA. Who, who are top, top players, not only for college basketball, but for, but for the WNBA draft and beyond. Now, I said this when October started. I said I'm going to post... My w, my expertise on these teams these, w, these Not these w, WNBA teams But these women college basketball teams They're legit I'm going to give you a scouting report Of who I see as a potential WNBA player So We got 8 months to figure that out In the meantime we got some players playing overseas so I don't know where to find that channel I'm going to try to do my best to get involved in that WNBA not the WnBA not the WNBA but the women's basketball overseas I'm trying to get that involved but before I talk about other things let's hear from Kelsey Plum now Kelsey Plum has made some quotes in the last few days this one this one's this one is one of them. Let's hear play that clip, please.
2: A two-time WNBA all-Star Crushed it this season.
3: Las Vegas. I love y'all so much, man. You guys have really become part of our family, and we're so grateful because when we go out and play, it's bigger than us. It's all of us. I want to thank God. This year has been a tough year for me. I don't know if you know, but my husband's across the country, and I'm just so grateful for this group because we're a family, and we got through it together. Um, I don't have much to say, I just know that we're just gonna keep coming back and everyone hates it. Let's go, baby.
0: (laughs) All right, so. (laughs) So, anyways, uh, that was from Kelsey, that was Kelsey Blum. Uh, We're gonna hear more of her in the offseason. But we're going to hear more and more from this player, the MVP, Asia Wilson. Let's play one of two of her clips, please.
5: Okay, so period. Usher. <laughs> Usher, I saw you got your little National Usher Day. Adele. Uh, thank you so much for that.
3: But we lit. Live.
5: We lit. Live. The parade is Monday night? Night?
4: Monday? We oh, you got to all the
5: of the Last year I said four shots! But this year we going eight! Oh! So get ready. Children, <laughs> children, please. And we're gonna today. try to stay stay clean up our parents.
3: language and make it more yes, family friendly. Yes, children, we're gonna do better.
5: But drink your ginger ale, have fun, listen to your parents, go to bed on time, go to school, get good, good grades. Old people, not old people, but people that aren't children, Drink responsibly, but we about to turn up right here. I'm Uber. Yeah. Gotta get back to back, champs. You already know what it is, eh?
0: So before I play this another Aja Wilson clip, um, when are we going to have an Aja Wilson day? When is her day? On her birthday? Or or you gave Usher the keys. You gave Adele her residency. Actually, you gave Usher her, his residency as well. So when does AJ Wilson in, in, in the town of Las Vegas get her day? I'm pretty sure her day's coming. Her day is coming. But let's play a clip. Let's play uh, the clip that she dominated the delivery in, please. Here's George. There is a touch for Wilson. Wilson. And a Jones
6: and able to finish. Assertive take from the two-time MVP. One of the things that... Vegas loses without Chelsea Gray. She is a terrific rebounder from the guard position. Wilson spinning, taking, and dropping it home. Without the steady hand of Chelsea Gray, their all-world point guard. Oh, what a look. And what a rejection. Wilson denies Ionescu. Vandersloop looking for some space into the paint. Dangerous pass taken away. Fifth turnover for New York. And the fourth for Vandersloot. Wilson barrels in, lays it home, plus the foul. Here's Wilson, sees the lane and lays it in. Asia Wilson, so tough. 9.7 rebounds in his first half. It's a one-point game. As Vandersloot checks out, Johannes in for New York. Here's Wilson. To the elbow she goes, and that is capped. Junescu blows the layup, there's been a couple of those for New York in the third, Clark didn't take, Wilson once again matched up on Johannes, and that is easy prey for Asia Wilson. Not get any easy looks throughout the course of these finals. Done a nice job on Stewart throughout the season in general. Wilson from 13, smooth most she's looked in the entire playoffs. Five-time All-Star playing like it. Wilson back to work, spinning and finishing. My goodness, Asia Wilson, D-O. Young. D-O. Five to shoot into Wilson. Bodying inside. Asia Wilson is unstoppable. Wilson jitters inside and finishes. Asia Wilson showing the right hand. Here's Plump, guarded by Banderslue, around the screen, back to Wilson, seven to shoot, Wilson, four to shoot, fading, and hitting, timeout New
3: York.
0: Okay, so anyways, wow, just imagine having that in the offseason. Now let's play another clip from, um, from them crashing the press conference, please.
2: A two-time WNBA All-Star crushed it this season, and I'm here to tell you, ain't nobody in the WNBA likes to play again. Yeah,
5: we just came. Yeah, wait, y'all. I'm being serious. I'm being serious. It's a, cheers, cheers.
1: Okay. It's, a, it's a great question. It is a great, great question. question. Let us answer. It's this
5: is what question. it's all about. Like to have your name sketched in history right now with other teams, like we never gave up. And this is a moment that we need to celebrate. This is a moment that not a lot of people get a chance to do it. And for us to do it and be shorthanded, it's truly amazing. It just makes the win that much more. So that much better. So at the end of the day, it's huge. Like AC said, it's hard getting back to the finals, but to win it again, it's 10 times harder. And I'm grateful. I'm gonna go to war with these wounded warriors every day. (laughs) Crutches, boot, and scooter. I don't care. I'm going to war with this.
0: Okay, so anyways. (laughs) So just imagine, like I said, just imagine hearing all that in all season because that was iconic. But now Tibbetts. Nate Tibbetts is the head coach of the Phoenix Mercury. I don't know why that is. Like he has no experience at all. And so and some I I, I did something on uh, on Facebook on Sunday night. People were mixed about it. I gave my mo, uh, my own opinions about the by the head coach. First of all, there's no diversity in the game. There's no women's head coach in the WNBA. Well, there is, but at the same time, we're trying to encourage women's coaches in the, the women to coach these players in the WNBA. We want more women in the WNBA because it's, it's a women's league. We don't need a Nate Tibbs. We don't. We have never heard of him. we seen him. In, we've seen him in clips and bits. Just, just look at the Orlando Magic Look how their organizations ran They can't even get uh, Pablo Bercura right Heck, for Jalen Suggs Who is their all-star on their team? You have two all-stars on, your, on, on the Phoenix Mercury right now Possibly three Okay You're telling us Phoenix Mercury fans I'm not a Phoenix Mercury fan But I will say this that tweet that he that 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 was shown to me the other day. Oh my gosh, he said he needs women players to help him coach the, the team. Like what the? Wh- why? Why you, you just got the job? The owner and the GM believed in you. See, th- see, this is bullshit. This is why the players didn't have no say in, in your in. in, in Who's going to be their head coach? They had no say at all. They didn't even know. They said, hey, they went to the auditor officer, Brianna Gardner. Hey, hey, we got this random guy who's your head coach. That's like saying, I can't find an analogy for it, but (laughs) you need the players to help you coach. So, Nate. Wouldn't it be better just to say, you know, I don't want the job. Maybe it would be better just to give it to Nikki Blue. Nikki Blue connected with the players. She won seven games. She won more games than Vanessa Nygaard has ever done. Vanessa Nygaard has done nothing. Nikki Blue kept the distractions away. She said, forget Scott Dickens. We're worried about the team itself. Who cares about her? If she wants to play... Yeah, she'll be she'll be on, on the phone to play for the team. Nikki Blue kept it out of the courts. We're focused. We could be the worst team in the league, but we still got a season to play. Oh, that's good. I like that. Y'all y'all should save that. I'm coming with this quote, man. <laughs> um, it's just a terrible hire, guys. So. I want the WNBA to really, really, if you're going, if these teams are going to go ahead and fire these coaches, right? I really want you all to take a deep dive into who is coaching your team. Who has the most experience? What are they doing differently in their organization? I could have named off five coaches that are better fit for the Mercury, Brianna January, who is the assistant at in, in, in Connecticut. I would have said, I would have also said, um, Courtney Paris. She may run the. She's never been a head coach, but she can run the same philosophies. You got remember, you got a veterans and a younger player on there. You don't have, you don't even have veterans on your team. You. I'm sorry, you don't even have young players on the team. You don't have rookies. You don't have second-year players on the team. You have vets that want to win a championship. Let's see. Number three, I would've said. I would have said uh, Natalie Nasaka. Number four, I would have said Tyler. I don't care if I remember his last name. The assistant coach, the assistant man's coach. I would have said him. Number five, I would have said, <laughs> I would have said um, she shouldn't, she, she shouldn't be coaching. But I would have said, um, Delisha Milton. Well, she should be coaching, but she's, but she wants to coach young players. I would have put Don Sayle on there, but then again, Don Sayle does not want to coach WBA, WNBA players. She wants to coach, continue to grow college players this is why she'll never leave South Carolina South Carolina so to me it's all about the experience factor and it's definitely all about who can relate to the players I would have said if somebody it was retiring right a former WNBA player coaching on the side right college or just doing random things I would have pulled them out of retirement I said hey would you like to coach a team That's how you grow the game If you add more more WNBA players That's how you groom the game Why do you think Lisa Leslie Is coaching the men's team in in in, in 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 Summer league basketball Why do you think Cynthia Cooper is nowhere to be found Why do they have to force Cheryl Swoops Out of retirement To be invested In women's basketball Because year, 10 years ago She wasn't she wasn't invested in it. But yet, as of recently, they got they pulled her out and said, hey, here's our vision for the WNBA. Can you can you invest in that? She has to say yes, right? Because it's gonna work at the end of the day. So we're trying to get former players. We got Candace Parker who does a great job on TNT. We got her saying I don't want any dupes to me. I already know what it is. I already know what my retirement is going to be. I don't want to be in it. But we're trying to keep her. We're trying to keep former players. If you want your brand to grow. If you're saying we're we're growing for the next 27 years. Dion has that done in one year. In one year. Then you got to bring more women in. You got to add more teams, guys. You got to add more teams. You add one team in 2025. One team. Let me ask you a question. Who's going to be your, your, your cornerstone of the franchise in 2025? When you have that team, that cornerstone of the franchise, who's that one player that's going to be that cornerstone? And you have 50 states. Every state should have a WMA team on it in it, sorry, in it, not add uh, another California team ever ever telling themselves the truth you see how ESPN tomorrow, t- tonight through the rest of the season, ESPN and TNT are going to have games on Tuesdays and Thursdays ESPN is going to have games on Wednesdays and Fridays you see how they promoted the NBA versus the WNBA the promotion is garbage on the WNBA side. They need to find a way to to put more games on TV. I um, they did their best every Friday night, but it's not enough because there's not enough there's not enough visibility. Amazon probably they do it once a week. I'm like, you can't do stuff once a week. The w, the, the NBA is on every single day. More coverage they, they run coverages from October to July almost. To the point where they rather show the Summer League than a than the WNBA game. Because they know that haters of the WNBA are gonna come out of the woodworks and say, you know what? We hate the WNBA. We want something else. The ESPNs, all and all of them all those all those channels, all the world, they they rather sh- they rather show that. They're going to focus on the negative noise versus the positive noise. The positive noise says, "Hey, put the WNBA on every single day. I want that." If you want true growth in the program, but then again, if y'all want to stick to the to the random, every once in a while ESPN is going to show this game. Then more power to you. There's going to be a fight for number one. And it's not even Angel Angel Reese. I just saw something the other day that Angel Reese may go. She is in the top ten. But it's like further down the top ten. If Angel Reese were to have a great LSU season. She's got to average a double-double. You got the perfect coach to do it for you. It's up to you to take advantage of that. Of your opportunities. It's up to you. Now I will also say Kate, to Kate Caitlin Clark: Caitlin Clark, this is no clear cut. You have nothing to do in Iowa. There is nothing. Uh, I never been to Iowa, so if there was something to do in Iowa, you let me know. But Caitlin Clark, you have nothing to prove. You you already you get triple doubles every single game. You're averaging 20 points a game easily. What else do you have to prove? You were with you came in, you almost won a championship. So now it's going to be harder to come back. You don't have the same common players from last season. You got a brand new team. So with that being said, Caitlin, I know the decision is going to be tough, but what more do you have to prove? All right, so I want to get to my NBA stuff, but I'm going to try to speed through the reds. Well, actually, let me do my Texas teams and then I'll post what I want to post. (laughs) <laughs> I'll post the other stuff on the other side but I will get my top 10 teams that I, I'm looking forward to this is my expectations so let's start with your Mavericks so the Ma- so Bleacher Report and CBS they had the Mavericks at 44 wins I had them at 44 wins as well uh, again who needs to sacrifice more Kyrie Oluka again Sacrifice, Kyrie or Luka. Nobody sacrificed between those two players last year. It was always a game-by-game game stretch. It was Kyrie's time, and then you got Luka's time. Kyrie's week, Luka's week, and then out of the blue, you may get a Josh Green week. Or out of the blue, you may get a Grant Williams week. Out of the blue, you may get a Tim Hardaway Jr. week. Maybe you get Seth Curry. You maybe get Maxi, no, Maxi Kleba. Maybe you get... Um, who else am I not forgetting you might get a a a, a Jaden Hardy week those type of weeks but again those players have to sacrifice look we know Lugo's not gonna be healthy we know Kyrie's gonna be we're gonna ball out but at the same time sacrifice maybe the Mavericks are, are, are gonna win this year maybe they're not but in this city, they're the last to make improvements. They're the last of it. Because they're not ready to win a championship. So, I mentioned this in, in when I was doing my head coaches things in, in uh, I think it was in May. No, it was in July, sorry. I said I put down my top 10 coaches that, that need that, we need, we need a testament of their of their coaching. Jason Kidd needs to survive this season. This is a season where Jason Kidd needs to survive, at best. Because again, if you're in the position of in, in, if you're fighting for a play-in, or better yet, you No know, fighting for the play-in or, or completely out of the postseason, which that could happen, then your job then you're out. You're out of the job. Nico and Mark Cuban or whoever is talking, whoever makes those decisions have to make a decision on Jason Kidd. So that they don't lose Luca. So this season it's gonna be either Luca or Jason Kidd that's that needs to be gone. So for me, I had them at forty-four wins. I'm going to say forty-four and thirty-eight. And then there'll be the playing game, and then we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see where they build. We'll, we'll see what, what, what their team is from there. And we'll, we'll definitely talk about it throughout the whole entire season. The Spurs. Now, how do you use Victor? Okay. And then Zach Collins. Can Zach Collins be that big man that we're, we're used to, we're missing? Because everybody's putting pressure on Victor to perform. Yes, that's true. You can put pressure on the number one pick to perform, but he's going to have games that he's not going to play well. We got to to stop kidding ourselves, guys. We got to say, you know what? Victor is going to have those moments where he's going to be a rookie. We treat him as a 10-year vet. He's a rookie. He's never been in in, in the U.S. before. You got to give him time to groom his game. So how I utilize Victor, I feel like he's going to get at at least starting off at least 30 minutes a game starting off because I don't think he can play past 30 minutes right now. And if we put pressure on him, he's going to crash in three to four years. And we don't need players crashing like that in three to four years. And then everybody will be calling for another draft pick. And then we'll start comparing to Duncan to Dave Robinson. We'll start bringing up old shit in the past. Versus the present. This team's our present. They didn't provide enough help for Victor. And then I expect Devin Fassell, the one player that I see on this roster, is stepping up. I expect him to step up this season. I know injuries played a factor, but I expect them to step up this year. But the Spurs need to defensively, need to start off strong defensively. Because I think their defense will keep them in games. Now, the 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 defense that I saw last year won't keep them won't keep them won't keep them in games. But this this season, if they play decent enough defense, then we'll see. We just gotta see what happens. But Bleacher and sports line that I saw Shout out to those guys I saw them at 28 and a half I'm going to say 31 because It's still a rebuilding year We're still transitioning We're still going to have good moments We're going to have a lot of bad moments But I just want to be honest And say that as a Spurs fan I, I hate to accept bad moments But I have to accept bad moments I'm sorry I, I hate it I am still going to chill for the Spurs, though. I want them to do well. If they surprise me, then yes, then yes. I, I, it, you know, if they surprise me it was thirty-nine wins, then I, then I, then the rebuild's over. But if they surpri- if they surprise, but there's no surprise here. Thirty-one wins at best for me. That I will say. 51 alright so that's a 9 win improvement from last year guys we went 22-60 so that's 9 win improvement so we're gonna be fine we'll we'll draft in the top 5 again and we'll see who we can get out of that draft to help Victor out Houston Houston they have them at 31 and a half I will say 30 for me personally 30 what approach will Ime take? Players have to show growth. So that's so Ime, they got to show growth. Ime has to show growth, and the players have to show growth as well. They got rid of Kevin Kevin Porter Jr., the the toxic player, very toxic. His game is toxic. He's toxic. They added Jeff Green. Jeff King was the best thing running. They added Dylan Brooks. They added Fred, Fred Benley. So now they say to themselves, "We got, we got a good team to, to, to compete." Wait a minute, hold on, pump the brakes, because you still got, you still got rookies on your team. Well, actually, young players on your team. Then they added. Look who they added. They added Dylan Brooks. Like I said, they added Victor Oladipo, and they added Fred V and they added Aaron Holiday. Guys, that are vets that have been around the block before so the future is bright you keep them around together in Houston the future is bright look at the Astros look at the Texans now I can honestly say the Texans are better than the Dallas Cowboys I can't believe I said that on, on, on the organizations, on the organization st- states The Texans are better equipped than the Cowboys. They may make the playoffs this season. I'm talking about the Houston Texans with a rookie quarterback. But yeah, we're we're going to continue to have problems with our quarterback. So, but their weaknesses is, is poor shooting and immaturity. Now you're you got rid of Kevin Porter. Okay, you got rid of Kevin Porter for a number of reasons you don't want that on your team anymore now you have Dylan Brooks Now, I don't want the the same Dylan Brooks that came from Memphis that the owners blamed for their recent downfall Dylan Brooks is a decent player he left that franchise because the organization failed to believe they rather believe and a gun, and a gun guy, and John Morant versus Dylan Brooks. This is why he left. They believed in that garbage versus the the decent, the decent guy. I'm not calling John, John Morant garbage. I'm, I'm just saying his situation is his situation that he put that he himself put himself in, and eventually has to know account has to take accountability. You can't take accountability by hanging around with the same amount of guys. Eventually, eventually, you have to grow up a little bit and be that pro that everyone else is expecting you to be. So, out of the Texas teams that I say, the Mavs may have a chance this year. They're not going to win 50 games. They'll probably go at best a six-game losing streak. They'll play a stretch of games where they'll probably like, supposed to win... Or may, may lose <laughs> Or lose random games At best But the Mavs do have a chance It's not a playoff chance But they do They do have a chance to make the play in the game I'll say that But I will say this As my top 10 Before we can leave So in the west I have And I'll post the other stuff on my group page And Facebook and all stuff And y'all can grow, go from there so in the West, I have the Nuggets, I have the Suns, I have the Lakers, I have the Warriors, I have the Grizzlies, I have the Clippers, I have the Kings, I have the Pelicans. But the Pelicans could move up to six. Full, 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 full-on healthy Zion, they move up to six. The Mavericks, they must stay consistent. I had them at nine, and then number ten, the Thunder. Now the Thunder. They just got to play a little bit of defense and have that team chemistry. They can move up as well in the top six. So, those are the two teams, the Pelicans and the Thunder, that could shock the world and can move up. Can't you believe that? They can move up in the top six. Now, let me get to my East stuff. My East top ten. The Celtics, the Bucks. The Say Sixers, the Cavs, Miami, uh, Brooklyn, New York Knicks, the Hawks, the Bulls, and the Pacers. Now, I envision the Bucks to be creeping up number one because th- their season is going to be a journey. Their season, Giannis will miss games, Chris Beonzo will miss a bunch of games. Let's. Make it hands down this is why they got Dame Lillard Dame Lillard Dame Lillard is durable he's going to get him out of games where which they, in which Giannis and and Chris Milton would miss games Dame Lillard will keep them in games Bobby Porter just can't forget about him can't forget about Brook Lopez Brooke Lopez will do his thing on the defense end then you got his brother Robin Lopez which that's no joke as well he's been on bad teams he knows what it's like so with that being said, I think honestly the Bucks' weaknesses is Chris Middleton playing games. I just think he, if, if he if he shows the, the right amount of consistency, I do think the Bucks will be the number one team. The Celtics will be number two. But then then again, the, the Celtics' weaknesses is that the Celtics oh, the Celtics don't have a weakness. The Celtics don't have a weakness, guys. It's just that they beat themselves. And maybe... Maybe they didn't lose much of Marcus... They didn't lose Marcus Smart. They had... they, But they replaced him with Drew Holiday. So... That's a good enough fit. I mean, Drew Holiday can... Can shoot Marcus Smart... Re-image his shooting. But... They took a risk. It was either Jalen Brown or Marcus Smart. And they kept Jalen Brown... Versus Marcus Smart. But it's not... It's not... no. It's no disrespect. You know, they... You know, again, they had to do what they had to do at best alright guys so I'll post the rest of this on my social media plays but next week again the Cowboys are here the reason why we didn't talk about the Cowboys this week was they didn't play a game which it, it took it, it it kept my emotions down a little bit but we're gonna talk about them next, uh, next week. We're against the Rams. We're gonna talk about North Texas versus Memphis and then we got a bunch of other basketball stuff we're gonna dive into. All right, guys. Let's talk about that next week and a bunch of other stuff. It's Fish Raiders Beyond the Game, and I will see y'all next week. Hey world, this
3: is James.